impressive record. You've conceded very few goals in open play recently. Can you talk us through how you managed to, to build that? And are you really impressed with the, the quality of that defensive structure at the moment? Yes, I am very impressed because it's not easy to do it in, in this league. But um, it goes down to the, first of all, to the engagement of the players, the understanding of how important that is, their implication, and, uh, and then individual and collectively how good they are able to, to execute it. It starts with the, the front players, the way they go about the, the press and, and how intense they are and, and how much they are willing to support the team in that sense. And then yeah, it's a, it's a collective thing. The understanding, the distances, the compactness, how you win the duels, how you uh, force the opponent to play in certain ways that is um, is better for our defensive structure, and um, and it's going to be really really important for the future if we want to maintain um, the rhythm and, and winning football matches. Just a question on the right back position. Cedric's had a couple of good games. Mm. Tommy Asu's returning. Has, has your kind of mindset on, on that changed? No, it's exactly what I want, that uh, that we have uh, players that can play um, in the same role with different qualities that give us different options and, and that you have the rationale that they both can perform at, um, at the highest level and, and that's the case now. And finally, a quick word on your opponents tomorrow. You played mm. them recently. Since then, they've had two wins mm. against two clubs. Yeah. Um, what what do you take away from from Wolves since you last played? Them? Nothing different. I think they've been really consistent. I think the work that um, the manager and the coaching staff are doing it's it's exceptional. They've been uh, in a really good run over the years. They have a really clear way of playing, and um, and they are a really competitive team. It's really hard to beat them, and um, and it will be tough tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Go to Paul from Sky. Hi. It looks like a really tasty fixture given both clubs' position in the league at the moment. How much have you stressed that for the players? Well, I think they know. Um, they know what every game means for us. Um, we know where we are and that race is going to be uh, right till the end. There's a lot of clubs involved. You see very different results that you don't expect. And, um, and we play at home. And the importance of getting the points when we play at home is going to be crucial um, to get to the destination. Does it feel like this race for the top four will come down to fine margins this season? What do you think could be the difference between all of these clubs? I don't know. I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. It will be moments when a team opens a gap, then it catches up. You see the fixtures that we all have to play and they're extremely tricky. And um, we will see. What about team news? Any fresh injury concerns? Any players back? No, at the moment it's all as, as it was before last week. And what specifically is it about Wolves you think has led them to this position at the moment? Because they have, over the last couple of months, really just risen up the table. Well, first of all, the recruitment policy and, and the players that they have brought in, um, with the qualities, with the characters, um, and the specificity for the way they play. Then, obviously, the def defensive performances, they've been super, the amount of goals that they conceded. If they have the creativity that they have and the goals that they have, um, that combination is going to be always a positive outcome. And on the top four again, how important will qualifying for the Champions League be for you and your vision for this football club? I think for the club this is where we want to play and, uh, and this has to be the aim to every year be playing uh, amongst the best teams in the world and, um, and that's what we want to do. 
what has the club said to you about possibly extending your contract? Nothing. It's just that I am really happy here and my aim is just to to build uh, with the club a winning team, a team that people enjoy watching, that feels identified with and um, that can transmit what we want uh, football-wise and uh, as an organisation. It feels like there has been a lot of progress made. I just wonder, does it feel like a given that that would be the natural next step? Is that something that all parties believe will just happen? As you think things will happen naturally, that it have happened over the last uh, the last few months and, um, and now our focus has to be delivering what we want to deliver. Thanks, Thanks, Paul. George from BBC. Mikel, just on that, so is it a feeling at the moment from you that the club's in the best shape it's been since you've been in charge and, and that's why you're so happy at the moment with, with, with your situation? Well, I'm happy with the direction that we are taking. Um, I'm not happy with where we are and where we want to be, that's for sure, because we want to be competing and really challenging the best teams um, in this league um, in consecutive seasons that we are not there yet, but I think the team is evolving in the right direction. Um, the projects like the phases that, that we propound, um, they are happening and there are a lot of positives to take, but, um, but we are not there. When you watch, you're a football fan, when you watch the Champions League, you must aspire for that to happen next season. So how much does it need to happen for Arsenal for you to get them back into the top four? Do you miss the Champions League music? I do a lot because as a, as a football player I have experiences and it's one of the best um, feelings that you can have to be surrounded by opponents that are the best in the world and challenge yourself and, and evaluate yourself against that type of opposition. And then obviously as a club you play um, in a competition that brings the club to a different dimension, different impact, um, a competition that is very attached to this football club. You've got 45 points to play for. It's in your own hands. How will the players handle that pressure that, that you can finish fourth this season? There is going to be that talk to the end of mathematically that is possible, but uh, our focus has to be today. Train well today, prepare well today, be mentally ready, physically ready, tactically ready tomorrow to play a really difficult match and tomorrow show it on the pitch. That should be the only aim. Thank you. Ian from TalkSport. Hi, Mikko. Hi. Hi. Um, Big game to what have you made of your opposite number, Bruno Large? Because there's um, not too much was known about him apart from being involved with Swansea, and yet he's taken the reins from uh, Nuno Wolves and, and done a pretty good job. A really good job, I think. Uh, I think Nuno set um, different standards at that club, and the work that he did, I think, he was um, phenomenal in every sense. I think he established the club in the Premier League. Um, into a different level, and then Bruno has come here with his own ideas, and uh, and he's put the, the team again uh, in 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 another level. And uh, the way they are competing and playing, it's um, is remarkable. A lot's been asked about Arsenal being in the top four and, and Champions League. In a way, are you ahead of schedule. I mean. We are where we are, and I'm happy that we are in this position. And. Uh, and we want to make the most out of it, and um, and again that that can be the aim, and that should be the goal and the objective. But um, the focus has to be today. I was with Antonio Conte yesterday, and he was talking about strikers. And he said, "You can get your wife wrong, but you can't get your striker wrong. You have to be absolutely one hundred percent with your striker." And um, you've only got two, Lacazette and and, uh, and Ketia. I know goals are coming from elsewhere. How much are you going to be relying 
Well, when you see the teams that they win championship and European competitions, you see the, the teams that Antonio had in the past, the amount of goals that they have scored, um, there is a huge relation there, so he's probably right. I don't know the comparison with the wife, but uh, but uh, it's a good one. You're not playing Mrs. Arteta up front tomorrow? No, not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, which is slightly more serious. Um, obviously, this fixture is always, you always think about what happened around here. Yeah. We saw last Sunday with the Leeds player Robin Cock. Again, player welfare regarding head injuries, it's not quite there in football compared maybe to other sports. What can football do to, to maybe make that, bring it into line with other sports? And secondly, how much is it down to your medical team rather than the player to decide whether he stays on the pitch? Well, I think we made a lot of progress there uh, to where we were a few years back and uh, and we have to continue there. Um, in the case of Raul, it was a really scary moment. Um, thanks to the medical uh, team that probably they saved in that moment something that could have been much worse and uh, and then the recovery that he's done. And um, it's great that after that uh, he's come back so quickly, performing scoring goals like he's doing. And uh, regarding that topic, yes, we can always get better, and um, and that should be the aim. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Great to okay, Mark. Um, yeah. Just on that with Raul Jimenez, I think most of us were there in the stadium when that happened. Mm. It was, you could even hear it happen because obviously yeah. we're behind closed doors. Was that one of the one of the scariest moments you've had? Yeah, I had others, but uh, that was one of them because um, straight away when you see the reaction, the anxiety that suddenly um, in in team doctors and and everybody was involved trying to to assess what was happening, it was it was frightening. And uh, thanks God, the end of the right way, but um, but it looked really really bad. Were yourself with the club? Uh, were you in contact with yeah. Raul during his recovery? Yeah, we were. Of course we were and, and David was as well because he was directly involved and he was really affected about that and uh, and yeah, it's, we are colleagues at the end. We, we share the same profession and industry and uh, when that's something like that happens, um, you are emotionally involved. The team you're playing tomorrow night, are they a rival to finish in the top four? Well, they look like uh, the way they are playing, the results that they are getting, the consistency that they've shown, for sure. And you look at the last two games as well and how they played against us, um, they're going to be up there. We saw Emil score again at the weekend. That's mm. 10 goals and two assists this season now. Many Zoom calls ago, you said that if he was going to be a top player, he needed to be more consistent. Are you now seeing the output of goals and assists that he needs to provide? Yeah. The numbers should be looking something like this. and. Um, and that's not a coincidence. He's practicing it every day. He's working. He's open. His willingness to do it uh, because he knows he has the the qualities and the capacities to do it. And and that's what we have to demand to players, whether they are 19, 20, or 35. Do you think you've unlocked something with him in conversations you've had? Does it also help that he, he's had that England experience now as well? I think it's a combination of everything. It's in his nature. Obviously, uh, he needs to feel that confidence uh, and that trust around the coaching staff that we are the right people to to guide him and to take him to the next level. He needs his teammates, which uh, they are big contributors to what he can do on that pitch. Uh, he needs to feel love. He needs the right environment around his family, girlfriend, whatever is uh, next to him. And, and when that happens, then he's got a good chance. And finally, in the, in the broadcast section, we'll go to Nick. Yeah. Later to the back. Hi there, Mikhail. Hi. Um, one of the changes since we used to come up here regularly is we've got some more cameras in the room filming the documentary about you and the players, All or Nothing. How's that impacted you and how are you coping with the extra attention there? 
Uh, well, it's another experience. Um, I left it uh, once, um, obviously, when I had a different role, but uh, at least I knew um, what it was. Um, it's a way of, of telling the people who follow us um, how we live, how this looks like internally, um, and it has to be natural. Nobody has to be acting. We have to be ourselves. And uh, and just tell the story as it happens. And uh, this season has been uh, a little bit a roller coaster for many for many situations that we all know and COVID involved and restrictions. But uh, hopefully, it's a good story to tell and people to understand what happens behind the scenes. But uh, sometimes it's not easy because you feel observed, you feel listened, and um, and sometimes that's in the back of your mind. But uh, at some stage, you have to let it go and uh, and become what. What can become? So do you think we'll see a different side to you? We'll see all those highs and lows, <laughs> the hugs and the arguments. And I don't know. I'm who I am. You know, when I am angry, when I'm happy, when I am disappointed, uh, I don't know. I don't think I can hide or, or I do hide a lot uh, how I feel. But uh, for sure, there, yeah, you follow me 24 hours. I'm sure you will know more about me. That's for sure. <laughs> just, just finally, since we last spoke, Jack Wilson has officially sort of left the club again. Uh, his family's new home in, in Denmark. Just some thoughts on him and. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, for what he's done uh, all the time with us. It's been great to have him. I think I'm speaking on behalf of everybody at the club. It's been absolutely a pleasure to have Jack back, um, to enjoy him, watch him play again next to us, to have him around, the inspiration that he's for all the young people. And hopefully we can help him. Uh, we, we have helped him a little bit as well because he has some doubts what to do, whether to start coaching or co continue playing. And I think... This group of players have given him again that necessity to experience on a daily basis um, how magnificent it is to feel like a football player. And I think he wants to experience that again and um, we wish him the best of luck. On the outside, he seems to have matured a bit since we saw him singing songs with you and like, <laughs> up for and things. Yeah, I think he's I think come a long way, Jack. Uh, I don't think he can lose as well that... Uh, spontaneity that he has and and that character and and the funny moments that he produced because he's he's part of jack but obviously years uh, gone by and he has matured a lot from what you've seen can you see him returning one day maybe in a coaching capacity 100 percent. i think the, i think everybody at the club will be willing to open the doors for him and and try to find a role for him that can can work for everybody and um, i think that will happen naturally in the future